Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? I can't say what I want to say because I'm mic'd up. Man, you guys didn't eat your Wheaties this morning, did you? You guys know I love donuts. Boy, I got a hundred and a hundred, don't you? 95 yards. I need five yards. Hey, let's start us something special right here, man. Let's go. What's up, football world? 84 here. Let's get the show going, man. What's happening, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Fellas. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And you're going to want to do that because this baby right here is the Fellas finale. I'll be coming at you here on the Warzone Network with waiver wire sniping this season. So I'm looking forward to dropping that. Uh, each and every weekend for you guys, give you an, a look ahead on the waiver wire, guys. You can stash ahead of kickoff. But uh, this will be the final fellas episode of the season. Uh, it's been a fun ride. And with me, as always, for the fifth straight week, even perfect attendance, what? Seth McKinley. What's up, Seth? Uh, doing well. Um, sad that this is the last week. And also knowing that uh, a wedding's coming up in a month and the season and everything else, I'm not sad about it. <laughs> yeah, so. you, got a, you got a busy season coming up, bro. So Yeah. But uh, look, we got two great guests for today's show. So first off, hailing from Detroit, Michigan, making a second appearance here on the good on the uh, Fancy Football Fellows podcast. It's Mike Jernigan. What's up, Mike? What is going on, guys? Let me look. Yep, there it is. I've been waiting all day to see the excitement on Seth's face over the Bears <laughs> naming that QB two. If it's a if it's a Bears quarterback, you know Seth loves him. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. especially a zero star recruit out of high school. That's, yeah, uh, I, I saw he had a he had a ninety second docu video on Twitter, so I'm sure he's fine, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, that's one more. Only backup. the official, only the best get those things. Yeah, that's that's still one more backup quarterback more than the New England Patriots have as of recording this, because um, they just cut everybody. So Mac Jones must be damn good. Um, but uh, we can't leave him out here too much longer. This is the man that used to carry Mike Jernigan's metal detector. You guys know him as the Godfather himself of the War Zone Network. It's Memphis. What up, bro? Uh, good to be. Good to see Jernigan's smiling face. I wish I could have made the episode with Sheps. I don't know how you guys avoided L.J. Cheney. Uh, that was the original three, the the original three man booth of the Dynasty Warzone years ago. L.J. went off to do like Devi content on his own, and like I like to say, I was the uh, the recurring guest who never went away. I just kept showing up. I'm like, they're not they're going to keep letting me show up. I'm going to keep doing this. But super excited to be here. Super excited to see Seth and uh, ready to talk some flag plant guys. Yeah, man. let's do it. We're gonna be talking good fellas on today's show. Seth and I used to do this show. It was all it was well, we would always do a prediction show. That was kind of the last show because once you get past uh that Labor Day 
uh, right before the season starts. There's nothing fancy really to talk about, right? The drafts are in the books. Uh, the hay is the barn, as they say. Some people say that. Uh, but the Goodfellas has been an annual tradition that we've done on uh, on our show in the past. We're talking flag plant players, so each of us have a couple of those. So looking forward to diving right into those uh, here tonight. Uh, again, quick commercial. Again, if you're, if you're not subscribed, you got to do that because I'll be dropping waiver wire sniping here on the Warzone Network. I'm looking forward to doing that this season. Tons of great content coming out of the Warzone from the rest of the Warzone crew. Uh, and yeah, we almost have all the Infinity Stones as, as far as all of the Dynasty Warzone hosts. Um, just missing a couple, but looking forward to hanging with you boys. So let's just uh, let's just dive right into this thing because we're going to, of course, wrap the show up with a mock mock draft and it's going to be awesome. So uh, but let's talk flag plant players. So these are guys that are kind of your guys. Everybody in the industry has, you know, their own name for this stuff. But these are just your players as we're heading into the 2023 season. It could be redraft focused, dynasty focused. I don't care. You guys put whatever spin on it. Clarify as much as you want. But let's just start off with Memphis uh, because he hasn't done enough podcast. So I had to get him on here to talk flag plant players. So Memphis, why don't you kick us off with one of yours and we'll go around the horn from there. Uh, mine's Mr. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, for you guys that are playing Superflex and 2QB League, or if you guys are playing in a 1QB League and you want to wait a little bit to get a QB, it's got to be Daniel Jones. I mean, I used to work with a guy who said this. He said, help me understand. And he always said it like in a negative way. It put you like on, on your heels. But he was like, help me understand. So help me understand how last year's QB8 on the season is currently going at ADP of QB17. I don't get it. I, I really don't. If I had told you, if you want to win a bar bet, by the way, go ask someone in the bar. Maybe you bet them a beer. Hey, what's the gap between, in rushing yards from 2022, what was the gap between Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts? Can you guess? And, and they'll never guess because it was less than 100. It was like 60 yards. That was the difference between Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones in rushing yards. And he, and he finished his QBA. I mentioned that. And now, but he only threw 15 passing touchdowns. Now he's getting Darren Waller. He's getting uh, – they pulled Wandale Robinson off the pup today. You know, they they brought back Darius Slayton. They brought in Paris Campbell. They re-signed Saquon Barkley, the offensive line. They re-signed Andrew Thomas, they, the, the kid from Alabama. I mean, everything's coming together. And the thing that I really like, it's, it's year two in this Brian Dayball offense. We saw the leap that Josh Allen took in this offense. And I'm not promising you a Josh Allen – type finish. I mean, Allen's went 1-1-2 as the QB1, the QB1, the QB2, three seasons in a row. But I expect a jump. He's got to play against Dallas. Kyle's wearing the star. That's a good offense. He's got to play against the Eagles twice. That's a good offense. And they've got a pretty tough schedule. So I think they'll be close in a lot of games, and that means more passing. And I don't know how – if you want – basically, if you want a QB1 – at QB2 prices, and you want to like go an extra wide receiver in that round where you potentially may have went QB, you're going to go, uh, you're going to do yourself a lot of favors by going with my guy, Danny Dimes. Yeah, I, I dig it. When we saw ADP, I was surprised how low he was going, but sometimes just those players that the, the rest of the community doesn't want to get behind. And this is definitely one of them. You mentioned the 15 passing touchdowns, extremely low. You just add another three or four onto there, man, and you're talking right up there with, you know, as far as like QB5 uh, from last season. He wasn't that far behind, and he's being drafted so, so, so late. Uh, he's been a target of mine. So I like starting off with a quarterback there, uh, even though he's on the Giants. But for fantasy, I'll, I'll, I can dig it. Uh, Jernigan, let's go over to you, man. Are we staying in New York? 
Uh, we absolutely are. We're going wide receiver, though. Garrett Wilson is my guy. And, you know, at first glance, he looks like somebody who's who's already kind of 21 overall, the 10th wide receiver off the board. He's going pretty high for a, a younger guy, especially one that's 83 receptions last year, right? That doesn't it, – it's not a crazy stat, right? But this was with Zach Wilson being dreadful in that offense, so – he still demanded 25% of the target share, which is awesome. He was involved in 86% of the routes, routes run. He had 146 targets. Uh, the problem was 19% of those were deemed uncatchable. So if you kind of do the math on that, that's about 28 more passes he's going to be able to catch next year, even if he, you know, let's say he caught 70% of those. Um, that puts him around that 100 reception mark. And then you're talking about you take his average yards per reception and he's sixth in the league in receiving yards. So, I mean, obviously you can't just do that straight math and say that's what's going to happen. But I like his odds of having a lot more catchable balls this year with Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me, with Aaron Rodgers in town. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun to see what he can do in his sophomore year with the quarterback upgrade. Uh, any thoughts on this sophomore wide receiver from the rest of you guys? Yeah, I just want to throw in a dynasty nugget on – on Garrett Wilson. I, I said earlier in the weekend that Garrett Price this time next year will be in that tier with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has already pretty much made it known he's playing two years. You've got two years of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not trying to push Justin Jefferson down the down the wide receiver rankings, but who's his quarterback next year? Are they going to go with a rookie? Are they going to bring in a retread? Are they going to sign Kirk Cousins? I don't know, but I feel very comfortable saying that Garrett Wilson's going to have two years at least with Aaron Rodgers, and that's pretty good QB play to, to Mike's point. So I think this time next year it's going to be a tier of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, and just a little nugget, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's going to jump into the big boy, the four horsemen of the wide receiver apocalypse. Well, and, and there's a couple other things I forgot to mention. Like last year, Wilson's touchdowns, he only had four of them last season. You've got to imagine those are going to go up with Rodgers, right? And he has a new offensive coordinator, but it's Nathaniel Hackett, who, again, worked with Rodgers in Green Bay. And as the wide receiver one, Devontae Adams was just fine and got lots of work. So I think we can expect that for once. Well, and, and not only was it Devontae Adams, you can go the wide receiver one with Aaron Rodgers before that with Jordy Nelson. Tons of work. Before that, Greg Jennings, lots of work. If you're Aaron Rodgers' wide receiver one, he will hyper-target you and he will force-feed you the rock. I could not agree more with the Garrett Wilson take. And I agree with that as well, because that dovetails nicely into my pick, uh, first pick, which is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's it's like I we didn't know this already ahead of time. Uh, I didn't just read that Jernigan had Garrett Wilson had him in. Uh, no, I, well, legitimately I didn't because it, I, I was just going to go with the guys that I've already been talking about the past few weeks here. But uh, Rodgers, when he's – played a full season. He has never finished outside the top 10 until last season. And I am pretty confident in saying that last season he had the least amount of talent that he trusted uh, out of any team he's ever played with. And it was very evident on that. I don't, I don't think we saw any of the physical tools uh, diminishing with Rogers last season uh, because that's what you started seeing with guys that, that dropped off at the end, like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning being one of the extreme examples, stuff like that. You saw physical tools like you're, they're just not able to make the throws anymore or that. Rodgers has shown none of that. And 
it was, I believe, is purely a talent thing around him or lack of talent around him last season that led him to be the like the quarterback 18 or something. Uh, he's going to bounce back in a big way this year, and Garrett Wilson is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, and I think being in a situation he wants to be in probably won't hurt either. Uh, you factor that in, uh, not being happy in Green Bay all of last season, or even you could argue that even the year before that. Uh, it's going to be, we're expecting big things from that Jets offense for fantasy, so uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. I'm going to go with a running back, though, is uh, my good fella for this year. And But I am go, I'm going to go to Minnesota, and I'm going to say Alexander Madison. Uh, they, they cut their sixth-round rookie, McBride, today. This has just been an offseason of adding nothing as far as competition to that backfield. Now, of course, by the time this episode drops, I'm sure they'll sign one of these vets. But uh, when you look at what Minnesota has done this offseason, it tells you that they're going to trust and lean on Madison as the workhorse running back. It's just Ty Chandler. Uh, as the backup there, they re-signed Alexander Madison this off season. Um, so they had their choice. Yes, money plays a factor, but Madison is stepping into a role that we saw Dalvin Cook from the last three years, averaging 18 carries a game. And he was on a 45 reception pace each of the last three seasons. So I think he can do that. Uh, I think Madison can just walk into that. He was Cook has never been lower than running back 13. I think Madison has RB1 upside. But I think if you say he's going to finish somewhere between 12 and 15, I'm still all on board with that. Because right now, Madison's being taken round RB20 or later. Regardless of the value on draft day, I'm buying Alexander Madison. I'll take him a round or a round and a half earlier than ADP and not feel bad about it at all. I might have the the blinders on for Madison, but does it, anybody have any thoughts on on this uh, young running back? But really getting his first opportunity. I'm I am uh, I don't think the ceiling is quite as high as other people are. I think the floor is excellent because he's shown that he can he can come in and get you a a decent amount. But I don't think we've seen uh, in the stints that he's had when Cook has been uh, inactive for injury or whatever that he is able to handle a full-time workload when he is the guy that defenses are um, that are, are planning for. So I think that there's going to be uh, – I think the upside is a little bit capped, but I really do like the, the pick from a safety point of view because I, I think he's got the skills to, to be a good RB2. Yeah, I'm. If he hits this year, I should see a little extra bit money in my uh, <laughs> in the pot to pay all the rest of my leagues that I don't have him in. See what I did there? Just wishing it into existence. Um, Memphis, over to you, man. You got another good fella for 2023? Yeah, you know, and I forgot. You know, I, I should have done this when we started the good fella segment. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. When you when you say good fellas, you mean you got to have good fellas. Uh, it's too it's too long for. What do you mean? I'm funny. Uh, for me, it's Brandon Ayuk. Love Brandon Ayuk this year. I've been trying to get him in Dynasty everywhere. Uh, I think it's Debo and Christian McCaffrey who are more interchangeable with each other in this offense. And every time you see Brandon Ayuk in the preseason, he is absolutely smashing people. Now, his overall production didn't go up tremendously with Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo. It went up a tick. It went up about a half a PPR point per game. Not a big deal. Finished as wide receiver 15, like I said, on the season last year. Not too bad in, in full point PPR. But he's going behind guys that finished in that same range. It's like T. Higgins has never finished above that in his career, going ahead of, of Brandon Ayuk. Michael Pittman last year. Now, Michael Pittman's down a little bit this year due to the, the quarterback uncertainty and what's the offense going to look like in Indy. 
but he's he's just a very un, unassuming, underappreciated guy. And I think that kind of happens when you're you're on an offense that's coached by a, for lack of a better term, a superstar head coach in Kyle Shanahan. He's as well known as any player. He's right there in that, at least from a name value standpoint, with Andy Reid or Sean Payton or you know Sean McVay, those type guys. So you have a superstar head coach. You have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You have Debo. If you're a one namer, if you're a Debo, if you're a one name guy, you you know you're amongst greatness. And then George Kittle, and that's just and that's just the offensive side of the ball. You know, then you've got Nick Bosa and the defense. So he kind of gets lost in the wash. But I think he's the one that is the the wide receiver one there. I think he'll have the most pass catcher targets. I can't say that he'll get more targets than Christian McCaffrey. I think that would take a McCaffrey injury, but we're going to look, and he's in a contract here. Just a little side note, I always love guys in a contract here. You know, hungry dogs get fed, it seems like. And I, I, I try not to be a fan anymore because when you when you wind up being overly in love with certain players, you wind up where a lot of people are with Trey Lance right now. But I like the fact that they have Sam Darnold in there as uh, as the backup because I think that might, you know, Sam Darnold may have been one of the bottom five QB starters in the league if you go with the 32 starters, but he may be in the top three backups now in the NFL. In this Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, Debo's got some insulation at the QB position. And uh, Debo, I'm sorry, not Debo, Brandon Ayuk, but not Debo. I like both, but I'm an Ayuk guy. Give me Brandon Ayuk as my other my guy, good fella. Yeah, we were in. I believe I was. I was in some chat with him. In like a feels like a hundred chats with the Memphis. But you, we had you were debating T Higgins and Brandon Ayuk, who I love T Higgins, but that really made me do my homework. And I was like, oh, shoot, man. Um, it made me actually realize that maybe I don't love T Higgins as much as I <laughs> like I did. <laughs> but I do like I did like the Ayuk homework, and uh, glad you brought him up here. So. Uh, got a couple wide receivers now for the good fellas heading into uh, big draft week. So, Jernigan, over to you, man. Any thoughts on Ayuk or, or just head into your second guy? So, just real quick on Ayuk and to kind of further Memphis's point, I went back when I saw his name on the list and sort of just did stats to see who was really hurt when CMC came over, made the move over. And the drop in production was definitely to Samuel rather than Ayuk. So, that, that just goes along with what Memphis was saying. Doing his homework, uh, baby. Man, just back on the bike. <laughs> you, you guys were talking about reading the show sheet. I'm like, wait a minute, your co-host read the show sheet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the ones that don't know any better. You know, <laughs> they're they've been out of this too long. You know, if they were right. the, the old Wiley vest. They're like, wait, what show sheet? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I can over prepare for two shows a year. Uh, you know, I love it. Like. I love it, man. I pre- <laughs> we appreciate the effort. Hey, so I got Kyle Pitts next, uh, obviously tight end for the Falcons. It's going 60th overall, tight end six. It's his third year, obviously, you know, we always talk about the third-year breakout potentials. I think Bijan forces teams to load the box more. Uh, I think Drake London is going to demand that tough coverage. I don't think there's any other wide receivers on that team that are going to force targets away from Pitts and London. Uh, And if we look at 2022, Pitts was injured for seven seven games, and Mariota was pretty grisly as the starting quarterback while he was there. In fact, again, looking at stats, Davis Mills threw for 900 more yards than Marcus Mariota and only had two more starts. So, I mean, that talks about how bad Mariota was. Uh, Ritter wasn't fantastic himself, but 
Pitts was already gone for the season at that point when he came in. He averaged more yards per game and had a higher completion percentage than Mariota, you know, as a, a rookie with a four-game sample size. Preseason week two against the Bengals. I saw a play where they kind of did like a flood off to the left with a play action to Bijan, and it opened Pitts up on the right side of the field. Ritter rolled out for an easy completion. I see a lot of that type of stuff happening with Bijan forcing defenses to stay honest. And I think, uh, you know, Arthur Smith is the new coach. He kind of resurrected Ryan Tannehill. I think he can help Ritter kind of become a better version of himself. So I, uh, I like Pitts for a bounce back season. Myself and all of the dynasty world, or most of it, is uh, hoping that this is going to work because uh, it's been a rough two years. It it was crazy because I think he now has what four total touchdowns in two seasons, but he had that thousand yard rookie campaign and just like feels like a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so really hoping for a third year breakout out of Kyle Pitts. Um, so we talked about a tight end. So that's a perfect transition to, over to Seth, who loves tight ends. Uh, so and I love from? I love him so much I don't even need to talk about him ever. <laughs> uh, now, so I'm going to go with another guy I've been talking about the past few weeks, and that is Alvin Kamara. Uh, right now, he's being ranked around guys like Mike Evans, George Kittle, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, Michael Pittman, and this is a uh, running back that has the potential to be a top five running back when he is healthy. So it won't he'll probably not be a top five running back on the year, but from week four onwards, he has that potential to be for that that length of time. And for people that are worried about uh, Kareem Hunt possibly going there or other people going there, you got Jamal Williams. He had Mark Ingram there for a while too, and they were just stars. It was thunder and lightning. They had names. We're talking about Memphis. We had If they have a name, a single name, then you know you've made it, like Meatloaf. So uh, <laughs> I, I was waiting for Kyle to take a drink. I was thinking Pele, but I'll settle for Meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. That's what we're going with. Meatloaf. Because I, I, I knew I could get you to do a spit take. That's why. Oh, my God. This is great audio. Uh, so Kamara <laughs> uh, has uh, history with being able to share the backfield and still produce at a high level. He is uh, has no signs of any physical limitations uh, or injuries or anything. And uh, he has a completely kind of revamped offense now with Derek Carr under center and not just a uh, a turnstile of mediocrity. So um, I will, I have been drafting Camaro where I can in, uh, in leagues. And I'm very, very happy where I can get him because I think he, he's going to return a lot of value. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, we know he's going to miss the three games, but uh, Memphis, what's your thoughts on Kamara for this year? I was actually hoping the suspension was going to be longer, not from like, you know, I'm mad at him or I'm, it's not my job to judge him. But I, I was hoping that, you know, he would be out like six, eight games and that kind of guarantees you health coming down the playoffs. I'm thinking more of like mm-hmm. from a dynasty standpoint. It's kind of like Jonathan Taylor. I know that was the news of the day. We're recording this on, on, a, on a Tuesday night. And I feel the same way about Jonathan Taylor. You know, you're not going to get the contract that you want by not, playing football so he's going to miss four games very similar to Kamara's three games these guys are going to have fresher legs you know you know they're going to mix a buy in there on top of this and it will take them a few games to get in quote-unquote game shape but the reason why I'm so high on Kamara versus say a Jonathan Taylor is he's going to catch a bunch of footballs 
Derek Carr mm-hmm. is not a running quarterback. It's going to be read one, maybe read two, check down to Kamara. And I'm not saying he's going to have last year's, you know, CMC stretch run. But, man, he seems to stay healthy more often than not. And if he does, his PPR value is going to be through the roof. And you know what? I'm fine with Jamal Williams and the rookie Kendra Miller stealing some between the tackles, between the 20s, grind them out touches. That's cool. Let Kamara get all of that PPR goodness. I think the Kamara call is a smash because he's falling. It's, he's falling. It's, I think it's because of the negativity of the reason why he's missing. Like if he had like turf toe or like turned an ankle or whatever, I think his ADP would probably be around higher. But because there's this weird, he's suspended as opposed to dismissing games because of whatever, like the pup. I think you're getting a bargain, and I think you're gonna like it, big Kamara guy. Yeah, I think the other I, we've talked about on the last few episodes too about you know McLaurin, you know Jerry Judy now. You know, these are guys that are injured, hopefully not going to miss a ton of time, even JSN. Um, you know, those guys that you're getting at a, a slight discount because they're not going to start the season healthy. Um, but Kamara, you know, injury isn't the issue, as Memphis just alluded to. He's just suspended, right? It should actually probably be the opposite, right? If there's, if you're getting, if he's more discounted because he's suspended versus injured, you should really focus on that the other way. This guy's going to come in fresh in week four. Um, and, the, and I've said it a hundred times, but, those first three weeks, you have a full complement of, of players. So when you're getting these guys discounted, you have other guys that can fill in, and then week four rolls around, you can just plug in uh, what's, what has been traditionally an RB1 right into your lineup. So not not a bad feeling. Uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up, uh, as far as the good fellas go, with one more quarterback, and I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback, of course, from the analysis Colts, Di- dynasty darling. But I think he's a redraft stud this year. Uh, now, I'll do the counterpoint right off the bat. 2018 Josh Allen. Uh, the dude threw for just over 2,000 yards in his 12 starts. He had 10 passing touchdowns, 12 picks. He had 631 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns, but that was still only QB 19 in points per game. So there's the negative. I think that's the floor for Anthony Richardson personally. But now that he's already been the starter there, there's no way they're going to Gardner Minshew at any point in the season. So he's going to start every game that he's healthy and he might not throw the ball for crap. Um, but we mentioned the Danny, Danny dimes already 15 passing touchdowns. If, if he, if Richardson get to that and be a top 10 quarterback, he's still going to be a value on draft day. I went back for over the last 10 seasons. There has been 13 quarterbacks that have run for at least 700 yards. So 13 quarterbacks over the last 10 seasons that have run for over 700 yards and all of them have finished as a top 10 quarterback in points per game. So the rushing is a cheat code for fantasy. We all know that. And this guy isn't looking at 700 yards. I think if he starts all 17 games, you're looking at 1100 yards. Um, this guy's going to be running nonstop and without Jonathan Taylor, maybe even more goal line opportunities, who knows, but I love the, I love the new coaching staff there for Richardson. I thought that the hype train for dynasty was getting out of control but after you looked at it, you know, this is a, a prime spot, I think, for, for fantasy value when you look at as far as his athleticism at the position. But even for redraft, I think he's worth a shot. If you get if you miss out on the top five quarterbacks, whatever your tier is, you just wait and get Anthony Richardson at a really nice value. It's not Danny Dimes value, but I really do like Richardson there in that uh, early double-digit rounds uh, in redraft leagues as well. So as we wrapped up our good fellas, any thoughts on the, on the rookie QB from anybody here? 
Well, as the resident Indianapolis resident and Colts fan, uh, I like the Anthony Richardson call. I don't have much to add. I would recommend, like we're using Fantasy Pros ADP, I would recommend later in your draft at QB20 getting Kenny Pickett, just in case he doesn't fire to the level that that we think he can. You know, Kenny Pickett and that Pittsburgh offense, five starting offensive, like the whole offensive group is together for five series, five touchdowns. And they are looking good. I, I They're making me look right, so I just want to throw that out there. Hey, I was right. I said back in January, Pittsburgh was a buy-on offense, and then they went out and added offensive line help, whether it was the, the big left tackle that they drafted in the NFL draft or the big blocking tight end they also drafted. Uh, the guard they brought in in free agency, you got Najee. You, it's just a great offense from a check down, a, a down the field. Stack Anthony Richardson with Kenny Pickett. You don't love carrying two QBs, but you don't want to have that, that rushing-style quarterback either not fire or get injured and be left holding the bag with what could be a really good rest of your roster because, to Kyle's point, you got Anthony Richardson later in the draft, so you stacked extra wide receiver. You stacked an extra running back or two. Nothing worse than having all those guys fire and not having the quarterback position doing their part. So if you're going to risk it for the biscuit, as these guys like to say, you might want to stack it with a, uh, a safe play. And I'll speak to this, like back to it for a second, because we had a we had our redraft. There's keepers involved, so there's a little bit of incentive to maybe get this a younger player. But I drafted Anthony Richardson at the at the start of the tenth round. I actually had Dak Prescott was on the board at the last pick of the ninth round, so I double tapped quarterback in a one QB league because I had CD Lamb and I just wanted that stack. So you don't have to do that. After looking back at it, I would say that is a regret that I had because we had guys even like Deshaun Watson went like three, four rounds later, but Danny Dimes went super late, like the second to last round. Look for a quarterback that you can get super late if you're taking a shot on Richardson um, because I, I went a little bit too early because I felt like Dak was sliding um, and I thought that I could just lock it up right there. Didn't really have to do that in hindsight. Probably would have preferred another positional player there um, looking back at it. So um, definitely like having Anthony Richardson on your team. And I think Memphis brought up a great point. Just find your favorite uh, guy that you can pair him with. And uh, once Richardson's rolling, if he's good to go, you can drop that quarterback once bye weeks roll around. Um, need or you can trade him. Or you can trade him if someone else has, like, I'm not putting this evil out there in the universe, but like if a Lamar Jackson, a, a Justin Fields, a Jalen Hurts, a running quarterback, if they get injured and Kenny Pickett is playing well, that's a, tra- that's a trade piece. Because you'll have two good quarterbacks, and that's where you don't want to be. Don't let don't be the guy who winds up with the the running the the running quarterback who's injured and not have a plan B. All right, I like it. All right, one little bonus round horn here. I asked you guys for a player that uh, players this weekend should remember to draft with their their last pick or second to last pick. So we went with Fantasy Pros ADP outside the top one sixty. So we're digging deep here. This is always the time of your draft. Everybody starts getting complacent. You, as an avid fantasy player, should not and know better than that. So we all have one bonus player here at the end. Jernigan, I'll let you kick this thing off here. Who's the player that we shouldn't forget about at the very end of our drafts? Yeah, that's a nice transition going off your Anthony Richardson pick there because I like Alec Pierce. He is overall going 223 at wide receiver 71. So last year with the corpse of Matt Ryan at quarterback, he was wide receiver 60. I have no reason to think that with Anthony Richardson with a stronger arm that he can't use his 4.41 speed on those fly routes to get down the field and catch some long strikes. Ideally, Jonathan Taylor comes back and forces the defenses to creep up a little bit, which opens some space for him. Um, 
but uh you know we'll see how that goes it's it's kind of looking a little sketchy right now I, I think a lot of talk though has gone into Anthony Richardson and, and how raw he is but Shane Steichen is kind of changing my mind on him in fact a few shows ago I sort of faded him and I still don't think I'm all the way there on Anthony Richardson quite yet but Steichen as the head coach he's got a proven history of helping quarterbacks overachieve uh, last two seasons, of course, he was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, and that was right when Hertz became a good quarterback uh, after being pretty bad his rookie season. Uh, and before that, obviously, he worked with Justin Herbert, a guy who a lot of teams weren't super crazy about, but it turned out okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm starting to come around to Richardson. I really think he helps Alec Pierce, who should be better than wide receiver 60 from last year. All right, I dig it. Uh, Seth, let's go to you, man. Well, um, shoot, I was gonna roll it into uh, mine after Memphis because oh. I was going. I was gonna take Memphis's guy, but I was the last one to the dock, so that's oh. on me. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll just we'll we'll, we'll tag team him. Pause. All right, let, we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna let you guys roll so here. Our guy is Tajay Spears. Seth, I'm gonna let you have him, and then. Because uh, I've got a backup one that I, I thought I was going to have to give honorable mention because he can't not be mentioned. So I know you want to talk Zamir White. I can read the show sheet, Jerry, but I, I can <laughs> I, I can I could also share Tajay Spears with Seth. So so talk about Zamir White and then throw Tajay Spears to me. All right. So Zamir White, it's pretty straightforward. Josh Jacobs is was electric last year. They've signed him to a one-year deal, or it seems like they've signed him to a one-year deal for this season. So Zamir White doesn't look like he's going to get much work because they're just going to run the heck out of it. The reason he is a flyer at the as like the last pick in the draft is because if uh, Josh Jacobs gets hurt. Again, don't put that evil out there. It's not what we're wanting. But if he does get hurt, their offense is already designed to run around just smashing the ball with Josh Jacobs. And he's going to be, Zamir White's going to be stepping into that role. Maybe they adjust a little bit uh, because he's not quite the same level as, as Jacobs. But this is the quintessential handcuff uh, that you're looking for at the end of your drafts. Um, that uh, you're you're going to hold on to him uh, and not have much to do with him until something goes wrong. But if he if something does go wrong, you've got yourself a pretty nice piece there. Uh, for Tajay Spears, uh, it's a kind of this. It's a little bit of the same argument because over the last four seasons, including the one where uh, Derrick Henry was hurt for a part of the season, he's had over 1,100 rushing attempts, and it is just a miracle the man's not already dead, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but the the bustle, hustle and bustle coming out of camp right now is that Tajay Spears is going to be a complimentary back to Derrick Henry, meaning they might be thinking about um, toning it down in terms of just how many rushing attempts they give him and working someone else into it. Even if that's not the case, um, I think that uh, – Spears has a opportunity on a on a, in a better situation uh, than uh, than Zamir White even to uh, add value, especially in a PPR type format. Yeah, and I'll ju I'll jump right into Tajay Spears after that. It's he's the pass catching back, and this is going to be a middling team. And they cut. I think it's Hakeem Haskins. I know it's Haskins for sure. They cut him today. They they clearly have a role carved out for him and. 
I, I kind of agree, disagree with Seth is like, this is the last year Derek Henry's under contract. They're going to pile drive that man. They're going to ride him straight down into the mud. And, and that's cool. Um, but if you tell me that I could get like that Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb type value out of a guy like Tajay Spears, I'm here for it. Let, let Derek Henry get his work. Tajay Spears is going to more than return running back 57 overall value. And the other guy that I wanted to m- mention Imagine that. His name starts with an M. Marvin Mims. What are we doing? We've had all these drafts to, to formulate all this ADP, and he's going as the wide receiver 62. He's a wide receiver six, going one, not even going in a in a 10 GM league. What, what are we doing here, gang? I mean, he's clearly going to be the two to start the season because Jerry Judy's hurt. Tim Patrick's out for the year. They cut Albert Oquibunum. And it's, it's really just a handful of guys. And we saw him break out in the final preseason game. He caught the deep bomb. He would have he would have scored on a reverse, but Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew about ripped his head off with a face mask at the one-yard line. I'm telling you, messaging matters, and rookie uh, wide receivers break out faster than ever. This was the number one, the first ever draft pick by the Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos. Not the first skill guy, not the offense, first offensive guy, the first guy that they ever drafted, and they traded up to get him. Plus, Jerry Judy's out. I love Marvin Mims. Like I said, I can't figure out how he's going behind bums, literal bums, like Nico Collins. What? Jacoby Myers? Who? I wouldn't let those guys wash my car much less be on my fantasy football roster. So give me Marvin Mims as that dart throw upside wide receiver in the back end of the drive. That's my uh, that's my sleeper guy outside the top 60, um, um, besides Tajay Spears, Kyle. All right. I, I like it. I appreciate you boys handling that well uh, and very cordial. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here. He's right on the edge of 160, and I said, screw it. I'm putting him in here anyway. It's tight end Sam Laporta. I know the rookie tight end thing is hard for redraft leagues, but this dude, all the reports are he he's the man in in Detroit. And I think when you especially you look at the start of the season without Jamison Williams, is that that number two target in that offense is wide open. Uh, Sam Laporta has a great start to the season as well. It's at Kansas City to start, kicks off the entire NFL season. I think the Lions are going to have to put up some points in that one to compete. But the next two games are at home against Seattle and the Atlanta Falcons. And those two teams were bottom three against the tight end last year. So I do think that this is a guy that's going to see a good amount of targets right out of the gate, even as a rookie. Um, So if you're looking to stream, this is a guy you can get pretty much for free. Uh, And you're going to know real quick whether he's the man or not, because I think the opportunities are going to be there for him. So I really like Sam Laporta uh, to start off the 2023 season as a streaming tight end. And we should all hope that not only Laporta, but this rookie class of tight ends can deliver because that position is getting rougher and rougher. And some of these guys are looking to age out. So um, there you have it. There were uh, eight, I can add, eight good fellas, uh, four and a half bonus picks for you guys that you should remember at the end of your draft. And uh, yeah, man, so th- this was good stuff. Appreciate you boys bringing, bringing the heat as always. But before we wrap this thing up on this finale, of the fantasy football fellas, we of course have to do another mock mock draft. And on today's show, what we're going to do here is we're going to do fictional athletes. So these are just guys from either movies, TV shows, video games, myths, legends. Uh, they just can't be real people. So uh, like Technobold Bo Jackson doesn't count. Michael Vick uh, from Madden 20, uh, 2004, or even Rudy. These guys don't count because they were real people. So that should give you the outline outside of that. I'm not going to put any parameters on you guys. You guys can figure it out from there. 
Uh, we'll let the people be the judge. But five rounds. We're going snake on this thing. Uh, and we'll go uh, we'll go around the horn here, starting with Memphis and then Jernigan, Seth, me. Uh, so we'll, we'll do this thing. Mock, mock, fictional athletes. Memphis, who's the one-on-one? For, for me, it, it, it's easy. It's Al Bundy. Um, Chicago's <laughs> own. Surprise, known. surprise. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, I've, I went all football. I thought since this was the football show, I've got a, a list of football players. Uh, that will be all of my picks. But, man, come on. Um, I, th- this speaks to the day and time. I grew up with uh, Al Bundy and syndication. I think nowadays, I think Al Bundy is like red relegated. Married with children is relegated to Nick at night, like at two thirty in the morning, as not to get canceled. But uh, always a great show, always a funny show, and uh, he scored full. Is, is there really a Polk High School in Chicago? Probably. Who knows? I know. So he was a president. It was like I think James Polk or something like that. So anyway, Al Bundy, the one hundred and one. All right, I should have known. <laughs> Jernigan, like tough, it. tough act to follow here, but who's the 102? Oh, I mean, Al Bunny was definitely on my list. Four touchdowns in one game in the city championship. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> Unlike Memphis, though, I did not go all football because, like, I don't know about you guys, but, man, it's tough to find good football movies. I, I went pretty chalk, I think, with uh, the 1.2 here. I'm going to – I got to go Rocky, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Yeah. There's a reason they made nine movies in this franchise. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a statue of this fictional character in Philly. Like they, they love him in that city. So I don't think we have to hammer this one too hard. Everybody knows who Rocky is. He's the uh, second overall. So fu- fun Rocky story real quick. So uh, I had uh, my wife and I had our first baby in February. And for the first like three nights, she just would not sleep. So, and she wouldn't, she just cry unless I was holding her and standing, which is not ideal for being up all night. But to kill time, I watched the entire Rocky franchise. Um, <laughs> and as I was going through that, I was like, I've seen them all before. But I was like, do I really watch Rocky Five? Like, it's the most god awful thing. But I'm like, no, I have to watch it. It's part of the, you know, it's part of the series. I regret that. I regret that decision. I would have rather stood there in the dark. Um, just <laughs> F you, Tommy Gunn. All right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Um, Seth, 103. <laughs> oh, I have a decision to make. Um, do I go with the the chalk, what everybody's going to expect, or do I go completely off the rails? That's the last show. Let's go off the rails. Uh, we won't start uh, too far off the rails first, but I will go with Forrest Gump. The the collegiate football player, the man could run the ball like nobody else, and he wouldn't give it back afterwards because he just kept running out of the stadium. So I'll start off with Forrest Gump, and then we're going to build up some speed and get a little nuts here. All right. Uh, I, I almost want to just fly through this pick so we can get right back to you, but uh, I got the turn 104-201. Uh, I'm going to, I did have Rocky as my one Oh one, but my one Oh, my one Oh two, I'm going to get here at the fourth pick is happy Gilmore. Uh, I mean, I love Adam Sandler movies, even though they're all trash pretty much. Uh, but this was in his prime. Gotta love the whole, the whole flick. It's probably one of my top five favorite movies, which probably says a lot more about me, um, than the film itself, but you know, happy Gilmore. Thank God for Chubbs taught him everything he knows at the one Oh four. And then uh, I'm also not going to go football just yet. I have a lot of football guys on my list, but I'm going to go wild thing. Ricky Vaughn from major Mm -hmm. league. 
Um, not Major League Two because he sucked, but in the first Major League, he was really good, hammering hammering down the end of those games. Um, you know, for the for the Cleveland whatever they're supposed to be called now. Uh, so happy Gilmore, Rick Vaughn, uh, kicking off round two. Seth, I'm intrigued. You left us hanging. Who are you taking with your second pick? We're going to go a little bit further out, and then we're going to get really crazy when we come back. Really so Carl, yeah, Carl Spackler from Caddyshack, Bill Murray's character, the excellent uh, monologue when he is just completely annihilating the bushes or the flower beds or whatever he's, he's hitting with the, the club there. Um, so I'm going to leave it to the rest of the crew. Does he count as an athlete for the purposes of this one? Because I got more. I got more I can bring in. As much as any golfer counts as an athlete, pal. Oh! oh <laughs> All right. Got him. <laughs> Take that, golfers. All right. Uh, I guess you're I guess you're good, man. Uh, Jernigan, over, over to you. Tough act to follow. Yeah, he's good. It's a Cinderella story. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go this. I might be reaching a little bit here, but I'm going to go Little Mac from the Punch-Out series. Uh, the Ooh, the good Punch-Out choice. Series. You don't really know much about the dude as a person, right? But you know that he was fighting way above his weight class, okay? I went and did some research on this, and the original Little Mac was 5'7", 107, okay? Some of the guys he fought. Soda Popinski was 237, okay? Mike Tyson was listed at 220. Bald Bull at 298. And King Hippo had question marks for his weight. But it, he was a huge dude, right? He had to be pushing four bills, I think. Easy. So back in the original like UFC days, when you like there were no rules and no weight classes and anything, this usually equaled the 107 guy getting killed or at least maimed, you know. But uh, Little Mac dropped them all. He uh, he wasn't afraid of anybody, and uh, that's impressive, man. Just kept knocking them down. I love it. That that was that was the heavy. only. Yeah, uh, the only one he even had a chance of actually defeating in real life would have been Glass Joe, <laughs> which is the the yeah. first one. It's basically the tutorial, <laughs> nice. the how to. Yes. Yep. All right, I love it. Uh, Memphis on the turn here, wrapping up round two, kicking off round three. Right, so we're gonna go four, right? We're gonna go four rounds. We're gonna go five. We're five. Gonna okay. Even even round. even better. Yeah. Per- even per- so, I, I'm gonna go football again because this this character was portrayed by two different actors. And it's Paul Wrecking Crew from The Longest Yard, yep, portrayed yep. by Burt Reynolds and by Adam Sandler. Um, the remake was not as good as the original, but it was done in a different way that made it fun. Uh, so a good character there. And then my, my I'm going to go first basketball player off the board. I'm going to go with He Got Game, Jesus Shuttlesworth, played by a young uh, Ray Allen. So. Um, first Hooper off the board. I, cause I think Kyle stole my baseball guy and Ricky Vaughn. So I'll, I'll go Jesus Shuttlesworth and Paul wrecking crew. That's, that's a pretty strong duo there. I, I, I dig it. Um, Jernigan back to you. I think, uh, what is this? The three, Third, two. three Oh two. Yep. I think I got to go Ricky Bobby here so that I don't miss out on my guy. I know Kyle's just looking and waiting to pounce on Ricky Bobby. I know as the NASCAR fan. So, uh, I mean, he wakes up and pisses excellence. What else do I have to say about the man? If you're not first, you're last, right? He's one of three uh, race car drivers on my list. So, uh, yeah, sniped there. Smart man. (laughs) It's not a reach if he won't get back to you. 
I know who I'm drafting against. I love it. Uh, and what, and line for line of any of these guys, you know, as far as quotes, quotable goes. So, uh, Seth over to you, bro. All right. Here's where we deviate. Um, I'm going to go with a just absolute classic of the, 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 this character can do basically anything, uh, because he's uh, a Looney tune. I'm going to go with Bugs Bunny from Space Jam. Uh, he also is involved in the hunting sport uh, in many of the Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, he is not the hunter, but he uh, becomes the hunter, basically. So, yeah, we're going to go with Bugs Bunny here. Oh, oh God. All right. I, 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 I love it. I don't even know what else to say. I'm just going to let it. I'm just going to let it go. All right. This is tough. I'm going to have so many freaking honorable mentions. I spent way too much time on this. But I'm going to go. So right off the bat here, 304, I'm going to go. I'm going to complete my starting rotation. I'm going to go with Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. So damn good. I mean, it, it does, the show kind of gets off the rails towards the end. But I rewatched the, like, the first two seasons like this summer. And just too damn good. Uh, so Kenny Powers paired with Ricky Vaughn. I mean, let's go. And then at the 401, I'm just going to – I'm like stacking this up. I got my two pitchers. I'm going to go with two Adam Sandler characters. I'll go with Bobby Boucher uh, from The Waterboy. That guy was out there crushing people. Uh, just like Captain Sano, he would show no mercy. So the 401, I'll go Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy. Seth, back to you, man. I know I sniped you. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it, if uh, if I had been going with my original list of draft uh, or my normal draft, I would have been sniped. But uh, now you just left me a gold mine here. Harry Potter is a athlete. The Quidditch. Quidditch is uh, a very important sport in the fictional world of uh, Harry Potter and the Hogwarts and all that stuff. You know, and he's pretty good. So yeah. What was he going to seeker? Is that, is that what he was, was a seeker? Aha, there you go. Alakazam over to Jernigan. Tough, another tough act to follow. <laughs> tough act to follow. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit it, boys. Harry Potter was not on my list. So, uh, Seth from the top rope, Harry Potter, Potter was not on my list either. Um, you know what? I'm I know what I'm gonna do here for the uh, four three. I'm going to go Scott Howard, otherwise known as Teen Wolf. Uh, ah. When you think about a fantasy football roster, you want the guy who's like a cheat code at the position, right? So when you combine werewolf with point guard, like that's an unstoppable, that's the Konami code in your basketball lineup, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, who, mm -hmm. like, who do you want? Like LeBron or a werewolf? Like there's no contest, right? Like, and better hair, by the way. Like, this guy is going to win the best hair in this draft, too. I mean, it's just flowing and beautiful and perfect, you know. Dude uses head and shoulders for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to go Teen Wolf here. Like, the quick twitch, you know, animal reflexes. Like, forget about it. I love it. I, uh, it. It would be tough to put Bugs Bunny and Teen Wolf up against each other and on a one-on-one -on -one and see who comes out on top. Right. Um, I think yeah, I probably, I, I, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, I should have gone Lola bunny, uh, cause she was obviously the better player on that team. 
<laughs> we're we're just knocking this one out of the park. There's no better way to end this sucker than this mock mock. But Memphis, you're going to wrap up round four and kick off our final round. Um, who are your last two picks? Well, I, I can't. Not, my son would not forgive me if I didn't go baseball. And I'm going to take the guy, the, the fictional baseball player that reminds me of my son because he, much like my son, hits the straight ball, the fastball very well, struggles with the off-speed pitch. That's Pedro Serrano from major league um played by the all state uh state farm guy whatever uh uh dennis haysbert if i remember correctly and then i'm gonna go obscure i'm gonna appeal to the genre of mma i'm gonna go with uh tommy conlon from the movie the warrior now tommy was portrayed ah, yes. by, by, yes. by, by, by tom hardy um like i said i'm, I'm appealing to, to the genre uh tom hardy a uh, big martial arts guy by the way like he is actually like a brazilian jiu-jitsu competitor and a black belt and everything so and he also beat fictional kirk or uh kurt angle not to be confused with kirk cousins uh in the movie so i'm going with tommy conlon and pedro serrano to wrap up four and start five i love that pick all right the, the warrior was a fantastic movie and he was on my list if i had gone a different direction all right, I dig it. That's one that was not on my list, but uh, now I have another movie to add to my list of things to to, to check out because that one I have not seen. Uh, Jernigan, final pick, man, for you, the 502. All right, with the 502, I think i got to go pretty straightforward here. I'm pretty surprised this guy's left on the board. But I'm going to go Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot. Like, I mean, talk about getting a team leader in the last round of the draft here. That dude was, he was inviting Smalls in when nobody else on the team wanted any part of him. And rightly so, right? Because Smalls comes in and the only advantage at the time is that he completes the team, but he ain't no good. And uh, Benny stuck with him, taught him the game, taught him the love for for the sport. And uh, he uh, got a pretty solid team there when all was said and done, right? I love it. I would agree. Uh, That, he was, I... I always like Google this stuff just to make sure I don't miss any obvious ones. And he was towards the top of a lot of boards. So uh, getting in the fifth round, I think the people might agree with you there as far as a steal goes. See what I did there? Um, Stealing home. All right, uh, Seth, go to you. (laughs) Kyle, I I just want you to try and guess who this is going to be because uh, you should know by now. Oh, man. Um, You're not going to be happy with it. Then go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with Walter Sobchak from uh, the, the Big Lebowski. That is John Goodman's character in The Big Lebowski, the bowler, uh, very angry. Am I the only one around here? Yeah, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I could think of no better way to wrap up a fellow's draft than to just stick one to Kyle with the John Goodman reference that's ridiculous um (laughs) i hate you so there's that just as much as i hate john goodman um all right whatever i'm putting a ball on this thing uh i knew he wasn't going to be taken so what you know what you do as a good drafter is you just let your guys fall to you and this guy was my number four overall but he's just he's hanging out there because he you know he goes out he wins Daytona just like he told harry he was going to it's cold trickle from days of thunder Um, of course it's you know uh, yeah, it's it's the best racing movie out there. So if you haven't seen it, it's Top Gun and race cars. That's all it is. Um, so hope hope still hoping for Days of Thunder too. You know, we reboot all this other crap. Um, why not? Why not a horrible racing movie like Days of Thunder? Make it happen. So, 
All right. That was five killer rounds, but I know you boys had some honorable mentions. So um, who anybody want to start with the honorable mentions? Because I got like a billion of them, but I don't, I'll go last. Uh, I was yeah. going to go Willie Beeman from Willie Beeman. any, any given Sunday, Willie Beeman, you know, Willie Beeman was, it was like, uh, like I said, I did I did mostly football. I didn't read all the instructions. Uh, and I had, uh, uh <laughs> here's one that uh, only obscure movie reference because this is an old movie. Uh, Jimmy Dix played by Damon Wayans in the last boy scout with Bruce Willis. He was a suspended quarterback. And if you haven't seen it, um, I'm not saying Holly Berry's nude in it, but I'm saying Holly Berry's nude in it. So, <laughs> so it's worth a watch. There you go. Ball. Bring in the stats. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Journey? And any of you guys that didn't make the list, you want to make sure to give a shout out to here? Oh, I have so many. Let's go. There's Let's, so many. Bring it. Uh, the people need to know. So, you know what? This one's a little borderline. Maximus the Spaniard from Gladiator. I mean, he's an athlete, right? He's fighting in the arena as a gladiator, for crying out loud. The original sport, you might say. That's right. Uh, I got Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. I got uh, Roy Tin Cup McAvoy. I mean, golf. That might yeah, be a bit that's, a, that's a really good one. That's a that good is. One. I took Happy Gilmore in the first round, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I uh, I have a couple more video game ones too. Roster SG. I don't know if you guys know that NBA Live '97. During that Oof. season, Michael Jordan had officially licensed his own name, so no other games could use Michael Jordan. So NBA Live '97 made this character. It was the only character in the game '99 on both offense and defense. It was meant to be Michael Jordan. Um, from backyard baseball, you got Pablo's secret. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he was on the list. Oh, and I, I alluded to the to the Breakfast Club earlier. Andrew Clark, the wrestler, Emilio Estevez from the Breakfast Club, John Hughes movie. Oh, he was a wrestler, wasn't he? Yes, he sure was. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, all right, so a couple of Go ahead. yeah, a couple of guys that uh, would have been on my normal list. Uh, Maybe this makes me un-American, but I do like Ivan Drago's character in, in yeah. Rocky. So, like, it, you know, it's, it's a fun. Went, I almost, I almost went with no. him at three. Like, no, if yeah, you went with, I would have. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you went with like music, like music from sports movies. Like Rocky, the series by far has the. Oh yes, yeah, no question. The, I mean, you have like the, obviously the Rocky theme. You have Eye of the Tiger. You have Living in America with James Brown. You have Grinding All My Life from Nipsey Hussle in the Creed. Thir I mean, there's so much good music in the Rocky movies. And like, if you're in the gym, any of those songs come on, that's like a banger. So, uh, from, from a music standpoint, like, we, we didn't even mention Apollo Creed or his son. Uh, I don't even remember his uh, son. Adonis, name. I think. Adonis Creed. Creed. Yep, yep. Donnie. <laughs> uh, um, that's a good call. Yeah, so the other guys on that, that list, uh, normal people, would have been Mr. Miyagi um, and Shooter McGavin and uh, Shane Falco from The Replacements, Ooh, just yeah. because it's Keanu, because uh, <laughs> Keanu is the best. Uh, I will wait for everyone else to go before I go with my ridiculous ones. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a few out there, and I'll kick it back to you guys for some more. So I went with... Uh, on my list, I had Smash Williams and Tim Riggins from Friday yeah. Night Lights, the show. Um, I had Adam Banks from Mighty Ducks because uh, Conway sucked. Um, he wasn't even like a good coach, to be honest. It was all Adam Banks, baby. As soon as they sniped him from the Hawks, 
then the Ducks were the, the team to beat. So you got to go with Adam Banks. Um, not sure how much hockey we had in here. Um, I also had Auto Rocket from Rocket Power. Um, and then I had two. Oh, nice. I had two video game guys. I had Ron Mexico from Blitz the League 2. Nice. Um, oh, that's a good poll. <laughs> that was. <laughs> most, of the, most of the younger listeners will not get that Ron Mexico is no. Michael Vick. Yes. And you st- still to this day cannot order a Ron Mexico jersey. And for the kids right. that don't know, the reason why is Michael Vick got diagnosed with a uh, a, a social disease, an STD, <laughs> if you will, and that was the name that he used at the free clinic. Also hilarious. So he signed in under Ron Mexico, and that got out. And because of that, you still to this day, at least through NFL, like NFLShop.com, you can't get a Ron Mexico jersey. But if you look around occasionally, you'll see a number seven Mexico jersey. And it's not they're not showing Hispanic pride, I'm telling you. It's in honor of uh, Michael Vick and whatever he had going on at the time. I I love if like I always played NFL Blitz as like a kid, but when they lost the NFL licensing, they made these Blitz the League games and they were just they they were crazy. You could like you earned things so you had money, like you use your salary to buy steroids, or you could send hookers to the opposing teams like hotel so that their awareness levels would drop for the game day. You could so, still- it's, so it's art imitating life. <laughs> it, was, it, it was the craziest <laughs> thing. But they had a they had a quarterback number seven that was fast as hell and wow. yeah, scrambling Ron Mexico. So there you go. Um, the other video game one that I had. What well, this is? If anyone freaking knows this, props to you. But uh, Mark uh, Manahan and Scotty Murray. MLB 98. It was a PlayStation only release. It was the year that the Diamondbacks and the Devil Rays, Tampa Bay, were expansion teams. They didn't even have player like real MLB players. They were all fit, fictional players. But these two players, every time you got a hit with them, it was a homer. So it was it was awesome. I don't know. And the one guy was so tall, you couldn't even see him. Like in the batter's box, you could only see like up to his arm. Um, and the last one I'll throw out there was Terry Tate, office linebacker. Uh, just, uh, so <laughs> nice. Uh, any, right. any more, any more for you guys? I got a couple real quick to unload. Yep. Willie Mays Hayes was on my list. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves mm-hmm. a mention. Mm-hmm. I had Ray Finkel towards the bottom. He's a tough one to get behind. You don't really, he's kind of a locker room cancer. So that's ultimately why he's not on my team. Uh, Crash Davis from Bull Durham and, uh, Billy Hoyle. Gotta say him, white man can't jump. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, if I can go, I'll end on a really obscure one. I almost went guard Durham from the longest yard, which was played by Stone Cold Steve Austin oh. as as the running back with the, the 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 trash talk, and then he gets laid out by um, Bob Sapp or is it Bruce Sapp? But one of the, the the big guy, mm-hmm. and and he shits his pants, and and that's a that's a tremendous scene <laughs> as well. Oh, and and, and they give uh, Kevin Nash uh, estrogen. And it makes his hormones go all sensitive. So, the the remake of Longest Yard, I could, I might go watch that right now. It was it was pretty it was it's, pretty good. It was pretty good. Adam Sandler flick, bro. I'm saying that's that's good stuff. It's 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 like it's like the uh, it's like the Taco Bell of movie like you know yes. franchises. You it's not great. It's not like Chipotle, like something you'd really want. But let's be honest, you're hungry and you just want something to satisfy that that hunger. Adam Sandler movie every time. Nice. Yes. All right. Seth, I'll throw some of the last few ridiculous ones the out there. Um, Patches of Hulan from Dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Oh, uh, Air Bud. 
Yeah, buddy from Airbud is one. Uh, then I, I had I had Pablo Sanchez on there. I would yeah, good good poll, Jernigan. That's awesome. Um, uh, then Sonic slash Mario because uh, those video game characters literally have a game where they go to the Olympics and compete in different sporting activities. Uh, there's a reason I didn't put them on though. Uh, and then finally Gohan from Dragon Ball Z because he was a baseball player at his local high school in that series early on. That was pretty obscure as well. So I decided to leave it off. All right. Uh, that's wow. Those were, uh, last few for me that didn't make it Joe, uh, Joe Tant, uh, Tonto. He was from driven, uh, Demarius. That's a horrible racing movie. Demarius, uh, Demetrius Harris from Playmakers, uh, which just had like their 20th anniversary thing, which was pretty cool. Uh, I had I had Steve Stevie Barker on my list. He was Johnny Knoxville's character in The Ringer, um, which is a movie about him pretending to be mentally disabled or whatever, handicapped to compete in the Special Olympics. Just horrible movie. All going to hell for that movie. Um, and uh, Vontae, uh, Vontae Mack from draft day i don't know if we ever actually saw him play football but he was the first pick no matter what uh, if you guys remember that so um so i just i just thought of something i have a question would this have counted vin diesel and uh from fast and furious and paul uh paul what's his name um (laughs) r.i.p paul walker Walker, that's right you know the first first couple yes but after afterwards yeah no absolutely not involved they became avenger flicks Yes. You know, he yes, punches, a, very he, much punches so. a, he punches a submarine. He holds down a Black Hawk helicopter. I mean, like I said, he hops a tank over yeah. uh, over highways. That was but the, the worst. But the first that, couple, yeah, I'll give you Paul Walker and Diesel. When he, what I don't even know which one. I haven't seen the last couple, but like for the one where they're on the highway and he like runs it in there and like he flies across and lands yes. in the car and he's fine. I literally in the theater, I'm like, I literally said out loud, I'm like. F you. Like, I just like, <laughs> I was just done. I was like, we're done here. You got my 12 bucks. We're done. We're done. Oh God. Um, it's really going to piss me off because when I put this together, I told you guys like movies, TV shows, video games, I put myths and I had a guy for that. And I freaking can't remember now. I all day. I was like, what the hell was that guy? So I guess you people out there, if you have any, you want to throw at us, you know, hit us up. But I mean, and it's too bad. Jerry's not here. You know, I could go into some like, Myths and legends of like archers and no, you know, duelists. And I, we, we how much time we got? We can keep going. That's okay. Never mind. You right. Jerry can have your own podcast on some other network that allows that for that tomfoolery. <laughs> um, I won't stand for it, even though I'm not Memphis, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put my foot down. <laughs> uh, oh, this has been fun, guys. Dude, that was that was good times. I always love a good mock mock, and it was awesome to bring them back. I originally wasn't going to do them for every show, but they were just too fun. So even though some of these episodes were like two hours long uh, that Memphis had to edit and, and post for us, um, it was a good time. So, um, all right. I think I think that does it. So we'll go around one more time for any parting words. Uh, but Memphis, I'll, I'll start with you, man. You're the busiest man in the room. This is like your 18th podcast already. And it's only Tuesday evening. So what do you got going on? What do the people need to know about if they're not already plugged in? I would just say follow the Dynasty War Zone everywhere, um, because not everything is going to be in one spot. You know, we're doing bonus shows, the fantasy football, you know, uh, fellas, soon to be waiver wire sniping. That's going to be Kyle's content. Um, same thing with the Dynasty War Zone. We're going to have like more segments this year, so we're going to keep good people bad tweets. 
We're going to do trades. We're going to do like, like a trade segment. We're going to do uh, a little spot for contenders, rebuilders, uh, rookies. Our man Dallas, I know Dallas Hyder from the Rookie Rundown has come on a few times with you guys. He's going to stop by once a week with like a college player name that you'll want to keep in the back of your mind because even though we'll be in the middle of season, so some reformatting of the show and making it a little bit more uh, unique compared to what other offerings are out there in the dynasty space. And then uh, playerprofiler.com. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a gambling show for them this year about player props called The Juice. That'll be on Friday nights. Now, that's the one you're really going to want to be tuned into the Player Profiler YouTube channel because if you know anything about gambling, lines change very quickly and they move on information. So if I'm streaming this live on Friday night, that's probably the time you want to watch it so you can get down. Because even if like you go to bed and do it in the morning, the numbers could move. So uh, just doing a lot of stuff. But actually, it'll, it'll slow. I'm actually looking forward to the season because it will slow down. But uh, I just wanted to give you and Seth a, a special shout because this was the podcast that made me realize that podcasting was a thing that, that I could do. It's literally two best friends talking football. Um, and I think this is what all of us do. And whether you do a podcast or not, you have that work friend, you have that best friend, you have that league mate, that someone in your life that you're, you're probably talking to way more than you should. And you should be actually like be like working, working, but you're not because you're talking to your friends about fantasy football. That's what made the fellas special. That's what's been great for me over these last handful of episodes of you guys. So thank you so much for doing it. Seth, congratulations on the upcoming nuptials. I wish you and the future, Mrs. Seth, all of the happiness in the world. And uh, just uh, just great to catch up with you guys. And Jernigan, the OG, the OGest of the OGs in the room. Great to see you. And uh, that's all I got, man. Amen. You know, I yeah. wish I could really accept that compliment. But again, Seth taught me everything I know about <laughs> podcasting. So the OG of the OG is coming back in a limited, limited time here. But thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Memphis, I love what you're doing with the Dynasty Warzone, man. Uh, it's awesome that we found you and brought you in, and I love love that you've continued it for this long and built the brand like you have. Seth Kyle, thank you again. Seth, congratulations again. And uh, <coughs> thank you. To talking to you guys again soon. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you guys have done something really special with the uh, Dynasty Warzone, um, and I'll um, – there to you know good to uh shout out themselves i'll do it for them uh go to patreon and subscribe uh become a patron of the dynasty war zone i'm one i have been uh since the beginning and uh it, it just helps these guys continue to do what they do uh and do it even better so um yeah thanks a lot uh for all that this has been so much fun um i am I am uh glad that we're stopping for a while because my fiance is uh you know Slightly tense about having me do all this stuff when the wedding's in thirty days, uh, so I'm glad I'm I'm glad there's not going to be anything for a little while. But I'll be back on uh, whenever everybody wants a guest. Um, and if you're mad about my takes on the mock mock, please feel free to at me on the Twix, which is what I'm calling Twitter and X together. That's what they should be, um, and because it, why not at this point? It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, yeah, feel free to at me because I'm not on there ever. So uh, all inquiries and angry emails can go to Kyle. And just like a true professional says, you can go ahead and at me and doesn't even give his handle. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, he's the man. But uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Dude, it, it, 
I just at yeah, Seth F F fellas. There it is. There it is. Um, man, this this has been a ton of fun. Uh, Seth, you know, summed it up very well. I was super pumped when he agreed to come back and hang out with me for a handful of weeks here as we did this little reunion tour. You know, maybe we'll be back, maybe not. Who knows? You know, we'll we'll call it a hiatus uh, for now, and and we'll see down the road if something else comes up. You know, it'd be great to to th- even get together for some mock mocks. Who knows? But uh, appreciate all you guys listening. Appreciate all the kind words for those that those of you that reached out when we first we didn't really announce this. We kind of just did it. Um, and the amount of DMs and and things, whether it be in leagues or on Twitter or what have you, uh, was was awesome. And uh, we loved doing the show for so many years, and it was good to come back and get a bit of a taste. But uh, big shout out to Memphis for letting us hang out on the feed and and do this thing and joining us tonight. Uh, had to get him on for one of these episodes, so there was no better episode than the finale, and he killed it as always. Um, as Seth mentioned, go go be a patron. Uh, the chat's awesome. I'm I'm in too many chats, so I, I'm always looking from afar. Uh, I jump in there rarely from time to time, but just the, the camaraderie is awesome and the back and forth. And they really just get your mind going um, as we're all playing this crazy game and navigating dynasty football. Um, but uh, it's been crazy how long we've been friends with these guys uh, for all these years. And to do the show again was, was a ton of fun. So appreciate you guys listening. Big shout out to G John Sheps, John McGlynn, Memphis, and of course, Jernigan, the two time guest here on the podcast, um, hanging out with us. So, Two time. Uh, two time. Big draft weekend coming up. Hope you guys have uh, kill those redrafts. Enjoy your holiday. I'll be back with Louis Ryer sniping in season. So for myself, Seth, Jernigan, and Memphis, uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you. Number one fantasy player right here. Yeah, I like the ball, like the ball season, all the things that go with it. They good, but you great. Exactly how we wanted to come in here and get it done. I love it, baby. One more what you want to do. One more what you want to do. This is the best job in the world. This is the best job in the world.